0: Back with another episode of the Tanner J Man Show. As you can see, Tanner's ugly mug is not on the TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, on vacation in Florida, so we are joined with our good friend Aaron Lynch. How are you doing tonight, there, Lynch?
1: Good. How are yourself, J Man?
0: Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Have you ever, have you been on before?
1: Only in when you guys did golf segments.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I remember you calling in once. Um. I don't think you've been like, since we've been doing it on ISC Sports Network, I don't think you've been on, but nope. uh, glad to have you here on this uh, frigid February Valentine's Day. I, I didn't even yeah. realize it's was Valentine's Day until I got home, completely forgot.
1: <laughs> Your fiance is not going to be happy about that. It's not a way uh, to start an engagement.
0: I, I got real lucky that my fiance could not care less about Valentine's Day. So I am so, so thankful I don't have that, to make some expensive um restaurant reservation tonight
1: (laughs) that is good to hear (laughs) Yep.
0: um so i got some birdie bogey for you all right you are an nba fan so i decided to give you an nba question tonight nikola jokic recorded his 15th triple double this season versus boston he joined one two three four no one two three four other nba players to have multiple seasons with 15 or more triple doubles can you name those four other players? That's a well, th- that's Yeah, a that's a to tough one. You got, uh, you got about uh, 58 minutes to do that. But Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Candy Row Mine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your reggies! Um, let's just start off right off with the super bowl. Um, it was obviously, uh, played last night. What were your, uh, thoughts on that?
1: Um, going in, I thought it was going to be a blowout. I I Mm -hmm. really did. I I know you and I texted back and forth. I really was surprised about how well the Bengals played that third quarter and and still kept in that game. Um, and coming down to a final possession and, and, you know, Matthew Stafford to have every weapon pretty much taken away from him, him and Cooper Cup, just getting it done on that drive is what I'm going to remember about that Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, um, OBJ blows out his knee. They think he tore his ACL. Um, Of course, he caught the first touchdown of the game and he'd uh, he'd really been a godsend uh, to them uh, with Robert Woods missing majority of the season. Second half of the season anyway. Uh, picking up obj and he, he you know what i could not stand him when he's with the cleveland browns but he actually turned into kind of a likable guy uh, when he was in los <laughs> angeles for for whatever reason i don't know why that is uh maybe uh, uh
1: go ahead. you might be in minority because i i still don't, still don't i like think him. he's a prima donna like yeah which, a lot of other wide receivers
0: yeah and, and he's got some prima donna qualities but uh for whatever reason, I was kind of rooting for him last night. Uh, I usually don't root for him, but I uh, was last night. And then, of course, he blows out his knee. they were without yeah. Tyler Higby as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, Purdue boy Bryson Hopkins had three or four catches.
1: You know, I was voting for him for MVP. I was hoping he <laughs> would, you know, yeah. get the game-winning touchdown. That way, you know, uh, Purdue football could hang their hat on, and maybe Daryl Hazel yeah. takes a little bit of credit for that one, too.
0: Yeah, yeah Daryl <laughs> Hazel gets some credit for that one. <laughs> um, but uh, Cooper Cup was kind of quiet till that last drive, and then he had so many huge catches. I mean, he had that huge first down run um, on fourth and one at their own 30. Um, they do not pick that up. They probably lose that ball game.
1: Yeah, I I would have to say, agree with you. If they don't pick that up, and and for Cooper Cup, in that knowing that he's getting everything, probably that secondary shifting straight to him, Mm -hmm. and then they're bringing that four man rush, which I that was my surprise was the defense, actually, defensive line of the Bengals getting to Stafford last night and the lack of run game that the uh, Rams had. So, I mean, for Cooper Cup to get open and make himself open you got to give him props. I I have to think this is probably one of the best wide receiver, all time wide receiver seasons in history. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Falling short
1: of, you know, triple crown and just falling short of um, Megatron's record. And then Mm -hmm. to top it off with an MVP votes that he did receive and then win Super Bowl MVP. I I don't think I can name one that's better than his.
0: Yeah. He, um, I mean, he was on my fantasy team that didn't help me win uh, the championship this year, but uh, I was very happy to have him on my team. Uh, but yeah, he put, I mean, ev- every game it seemed like he was okay. He's going to get at least eight catches. He's going to have over 100 yards, probably a touchdown as well. Um, and then that's exactly what he did in the Super Bowl and ended up catching two touchdowns. Um, and I mean, the lack of run game with the Rams was surprising. I think Cam Akers had maybe 15 yards rushing last night.
1: Yeah. And and they were subbing him in and out. I, I, Sony Michelle, who they traded for, really wasn't, you know, a factor in that mm. game. I mean, they were. You know, putting Henderson in a lot of one on one situations with Wilson, uh, getting him out of the space on a lot of those pick routes. But yeah, I, I was just shocked that, you know, Sean McVay being, you know, how they got to the last Super Bowl running Gurley and then CJ Anderson in those playoffs, not really wanting to run the ball, really making Matthew Stafford go win the game for you in that defensive line.
0: Uh, yeah. And Bengals' defensive line was great. I think, I know they had, uh, they had a couple of sacks last night, including one on the first drive. Um, secondary was fantastic as well. I mean, they picked off Stafford twice, um, including right after um, halftime, after right. they had threw um, a bomb on the first play for a touchdown, and they picked off Stafford. i thinking, man, the Cincinnati Bagels team is a team of destiny, and it kind of felt that way all night up until that final drive.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to ask, well, what's your thoughts on that uh, pass interference call at the goal line? Uh, were you thinking Wilson was holding? cup there because i i didn't see that
0: no and the ball was thrown behind cup as well it wasn't a good throw um he kind of grabbed him i guess probably could have been like maybe an illegal contact um Mm -hmm. was that third down too if i remember correctly yeah
1: that was third down because that would have been fourth down and they would have had to go for it
0: yeah um yeah, I mean I I saw fans complain about it, especially Bengals fans, but uh I mean we've I mean Bengals got away with a face mask on a long touchdown or a long uh, pass to T Higgins uh there. So yeah. I mean it, it, it kind of evens out a little bit. Um and honestly I thought it could have gone either way. It was kind of a 50-50 kind of coin flip um there, but uh I mean if if I was a fan of the Bengals I'd probably be really ticked off um because I mean it probably wasn't enough to throw the flag, but he, I mean, he ended up throwing the flag anyway. Um, but I mean, it, it is, it, it is what it is.
1: So, so what's your going to be your everlasting moment that you'll remember from Super Bowl 56?
0: Um, Aaron Donald pointing to his ring finger after he, uh, <laughs> he, he forced Joe Burrow, uh, to, into an incomplete pass. He, he was dominant. Honestly, if a Cooper cup wouldn't have caught those two touchdowns, Donald's easy, easy MVP. Um I mean it the Rams defensive line did exactly what I think most people thought they would to the horrendous Bengals offensive line. That was the worst offensive line um I think we've ever seen in the Super Bowl. Uh they gave yep. up seven seven sacks I think which tied the record yes. for most ever.
1: Because yep. they showed it was against uh Roger Stallback was it tied mm-hmm. Roger Stallback's record with Joe Burrow being sacked the most times. Yeah. Uh, back in Super Bowl 10.
0: Which, I mean, their offensive line was terrible last year, and they did nothing to fix it. It was kind of a miracle they ended up winning. Wow, they won 10 games this year. Um, and then they mm-hmm. ran the table to the Super Bowl. It's kind of a miracle because Burrow's been running for his life, uh, which, which just shows you the kind of moxie and playmaking ability Joe Burrow has to uh, continue to perform. Because that offensive line, especially last night, which, I mean, nobody's a match for Aaron Donald. He's one of the greatest players maybe to ever play in the NFL, regardless of position. Um, and he mm-hmm. just absolutely dominated last
1: night. Absolutely. I, I, he's going to be up there with LT. I mean, first ballot mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Once in generational talent. Um, You know, if Vaughn made, maybe made one more sack, I thought maybe Vaughn could have got another M- yeah. Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he was dominant as well. But th- that offensive line was definitely yeah. go going to any side Donald was on. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and- credit Credit Raheem Morris for making those adjustments at halftime.
0: Yeah, and it's um, – every game they throw two, three guys at Donald, and he still finds a way to wreak havoc. Uh, he's uh, – Due to his size. They, they say too small, which is insane when you look at the guy now. That dude is a monster.
1: He, he's He's – he's in a class by himself inside. I mean, he's mm-hmm. lowered the ground. It's like kind of Maurice Jones drew kind of deal with being a smaller yeah. running back, being more powerful just now on the opposite side of the ball yeah. and getting off <laughs> as fast as he is off the ball. He's in the backfield almost every play. So yeah, well,
0: his, his strength is unbelievable.
1: It, it absolutely is. So, so look, looking forward, cause I, I know you being a dolphins fan and let's look forward for the Bengals. Do you think they get back or or do we, is this Joe Brobe has a career like Dan Marino?
0: Um, I was just about to bring up Marino, actually. Uh, Burrow said after the game, they're a young team and he's very confident they'll be back. But at the same time, you can't take these opportunities for granted. Um, you still have to deal with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, um, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers in Denver even, who knows. um, Don't forget about Lamar
1: Jackson in his own division.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Don't forget about Lamar Jackson. I mean, you're having a changing of the guard there in Pittsburgh, Um, probably a changing of the guard in Cleveland as well, probably should happen. Um, Lamar Jackson, I mean, just two years ago, he wins the MVP. Then he had some injury (laughs) issues this year, of course. But yeah, 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 the the entire (laughs) team did it. And who knows, it might have been a different story for Cincinnati had uh, Baltimore State healthy. Um, mm-hmm. you can't take the opportunities for granted. Um, I mean, they are a young team and they're a good team, but again, they need to take every um, I thought he got significantly injured again last night. Um, he was holding his knee and he was yelling pretty loud, uh, on the field. Um, right. gotta keep up, upright. They have the weapons, Jamar Chase, T Higgins uh Tyler Boyd um just need to keep him upright
1: they, they do and I think the, the issue is I is we both know that's one of the cheapest franchises in the NFL do they go out and, oh, and try small to, market small market it's in a you know not a free agent destination can mm-hmm. they lure in an off you know offensive lineman free agent to come play with Joe Burrow I mean that that's enticing but yeah. I think this is the team that's got to build through the draft
0: yeah, I mean, you kind of look at the Green Bay Packers. They've never built through free agency, and they're always good. Now, they've been fortunate to land on two franchise quarterbacks over the past 30 yes. years. Um, yes. Which, I mean, that and that could be the same thing with uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And the fact they have Joe Burrow there will help entice free agents more than and Andy Dalton did or whatever, of
1: course. Correct. But,
0: um, yeah, they, they need to build through the draft. And they've done a good job of building through the draft um, so far. Now – could could this one year be a fluke? I, I could easily see them uh, finishing, like, third in the uh, North next year. Um, I, I think they're a good team, and Joe Burrow's got it. But, again, who knows how they're going to fix the offensive line because it's in desperate need.
1: It is. And, I mean, it was the right decision picking uh, mm-hmm. March 8th over Panay yeah. at oh, that point. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're, they're, you can't d- disagree with that choice, but – yeah, they might be second or third in that division. I think the Browns, you know, could come back and make some noise. It depends what Baker's trajectory is and, and mm-hmm. you know, can he limit the turnovers. Um, but, you know, the AFC is still it's a, still a hard division. You saw the Titans and and the teams you named. I mean, and, and don't discount the Colts, you know, next year. I mean, Ertz is going to pull all all stops to try to get to a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the Colts, uh it looks like they're going to do everything in their power to get rid of Carson Wentz.
1: You know, I, I was actually, I don't know about you, but seeing the amount of NFL news broke before the Super Bowl yesterday was kind of surprising. And seeing that report, it doesn't surprise me, but I don't know what they can get for Carson Wentz. I mean, maybe Tampa Bay is the only team I can see going after
0: him yeah, or Washington. which I know I read yesterday as well before the Super Bowl. And that, that could just be like a Super Bowl news dump where they know people are going to talk about the Super Bowl. They're going to, So they're going to try to sneak it in there so no one talks about it. Um, it was reported that they are going to make serious inquiries on Deshaun Watson, and they're going to try everything in their power to trade for Russell Wilson. Um, so they're going to try this good veteran quarterback thing again. It worked out pretty well last time, well uh, signed Tom Brady. But
1: the, Well, the issue with both those quarterbacks are they have no trade clauses. So if yeah. they don't want to come to Indy, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't see Sierra wanting to be in Indy, Annapolis, so... Count her out, and and Deshaun Watson. I don't see the Texans trading, you know, into an in in division in division rival in the Colts. There's just no way.
0: Well, I I, Uh, I was actually talking about Tampa Bay was reported. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Deshaun Watson one, the Tampa Bay makes sense, but Mm -hmm. I I don't see Wilson going there at all. I I think Wilson's has his select few cities, and I think Mm -hmm. that's where it's going to be. I, I yeah. we we just have to see what Aaron Rodgers does in the next few weeks here. Right. So, and, and, and that would his, be the first domino fall.
0: From the sounds of it, the relationship with Green Bay's the best it's been in years. Um So I think he'll end up staying there, or he'll retire. Um Again, he's he's such a drama queen. It's so he he loves the attention. He acts like he hates the attention, but Aaron Rodgers absolutely loves the attention he gets. Um, He he has a LeBron James-like quality in that aspect. Um, Do you think he's played his last game in Green Bay?
1: It's difficult. I don't see him playing anywhere else. Um, I I see him probably trying it maybe one more time in Green Bay. I mean, they'll they'll push out the cap further down the road and, and make it happen. They're going to tag... Devontae Adams I mean Mm -hmm. it's going to happen um you know we'll we'll have to see what what cuts they're going to make I mean the the issue with that team though I I think is is just Bakhtiari come back and I think that's the biggest thing for Rodgers because he needs all the protection and he rolls Mm -hmm. out to the right I mean you know he's going to throw it down the field but I I think that's the biggest thing right now so him staying in Green Bay is not an issue, issue I think yeah,
0: and I I can't imagine Devonte Adams going anywhere else. Um, and they're gonna tag him, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that the contract for Rodgers would look like something like two years, ninety million, uh, for forty five <laughs> million a year. Um, that's a, that's enough to want to stay in um, Green Bay, Wisconsin.
1: Oh, that absolutely place where he's revered, and, and they'll build a statue out. out oh, absolutely. for him. So. Yeah. I mean it's going to be a great uh you know hot stove discussion this mm-hmm. off season uh especially with a you know looks like a subpar QB draft but a stock defensive line draft for sure so um you know it'll be interesting to see how how teams jockey in position to try to get you know a true franchise quarterback or th- what they think is the next franchise right. quarterback and and try to replicate the Rams success
0: yeah and last year's off season was a big um Quarterback offseason as well. I mean, the whole thing was about where Rodgers is going to end up, um, and now it seems like, and or Deshaun Watson too. I mean, it seems like this year is going to be the exact same. Uh, the new league year starts March sixteenth. Uh, free agency will begin at four p.m. New York time. So, got a month essentially. Yep, yep. Uh, which NFL free agency is fun because those first three days it's boom, 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 boom. It's so much. Uh, so, so much yes. action.
1: Scheffner and, and Rappaport just dropping yeah. tweets left and right. So uh, I can't we're, imagine
0: we're, we're, how stressed they are that day.
1: Uh, they live for that day, though. You know That's that.
0: That's
1: a good one. Yeah. So th- it's, it's fun for them. Before yeah. we wrap up uh, Super Bowl, I um, have to ask, what do you think of the halftime show?
0: Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It, it was a millennial's dream. Um, I mean, I was a huge Eminem and Dr. Dre fan back in high school. I don't listen to him as much anymore, but uh, it was such a nostalgia trip.
1: It, it definitely was. Did you think it was 10, 15 years too late, though?
0: Um, No. I mean, they okay. they, kind of, they kind of do halftime shows for the demographic they're trying to reach. Um, and now we are the demographic they're trying to get to watch the Super Bowl. Um, no, I mean, those, those songs, if it was 15 years ago, those songs weren't, wouldn't have been that old at that point. Um, right. And I guess Kendrick Lamar was the newest guy up there, which his songs were the newest uh, and they're still quite mm-hmm. a, a bit older, but, uh, yeah, I absolutely loved it.
1: Oh, I, I thought it was, it was a good halftime show. I, I don't think it tops Prince. Yeah, I,
0: Prince I, Prince's halftime is good. Yeah,
1: that was I think the best of all time and mm-hmm. but it, it in our our lifetime we've seen the Rolling Stones we've seen the who this was yeah. way better much better yeah. than
0: that U two, we saw um saw Bruno Mars Beyonce did it Katy Perry um, Maroon
1: 5
0: uh, Maroon 5 Red Hot Chili Peppers you remember that year
1: yep <laughs> yep I I do that's kind of what and and J, we've seen JT twice, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yep. I I was actually surprised they didn't run with more of a California outside outside Snoop Dogg on that and, and Dre. Um, mm. I, I thought they were going to bring more California artists since that was like yeah. the first which, time being back in LA for a long time. Yeah,
0: which which I mean Kendrick Lamar's LA, um, but I, yeah, I mean. A lot of the other guys are dead. Tupac's dead. Um, he he was—he was kind of an LA guy, I guess. I guess he's more New yeah. York, but uh, he kind of migrated out to LA. Um, yeah, it was—it it was a good one, though. I enjoyed it.
1: It was so. I—I uh, I was shocked to see Fifty Cent because I didn't see him. On yeah, the
0: yeah, I didn't see him, and he's hanging upside down, looking, looking swall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he was. Um,
0: sticking with the NFL, I have word association here for you. So you are the only person I've ever met that has jumped off the bandwagon of a team the year they (laughs) won the Super Bowl. (laughs) You were a Philadelphia Eagles fan for as long as I'd known you up until 2017, you switched to a Colts fan. But I have a Philadelphia Eagles word association here for you. All right. Starting with Donovan McNabb,
1: Campbell's Chunky Soup. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good I,
1: one. I mean, I, that's all I can remember about him and him and his mom on those commercials. It was great. Terrell Owens. Drama Queen. Sit-ups in yeah. the parking lot. Sorry, sorry. Drama Queen's one, two <laughs> words there, but... That's a uh, quarterback. Yeah, uh, but the sit-ups in the parking, his driveway was just insane mm. back in the day.
0: Uh, Brian Westbrook. the
1: The ultimate weapon, I would yeah. say. Catches runs every yeah. blocks. One of the best all around backs you can see. see.
0: He he was kind of like a poor man's Marshall Falk with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, he he was. I I mean he wasn't as good a wide receiver in, in as Marshall Falk, but mm-hmm. you know, and didn't have the top end speed, but you know, he he can make the difficult catch.
0: Jason Kelsey.
1: just a beast. Beast of a center. Yeah. Travis yeah, and Bro, Yep, yeah, man, just loves the game. Deuce Staley, <sighs> Deuce. That's that's all I can re- can remember. He was a heck of a power back.
0: Mm, uh, he was. He was a big boy.
1: Yeah, I remember. You know, Pittsburgh and, and Philly. They both had the power backs. You know, Bennett Jerome Bennett at that time, and and Philly Deuce Staley, Mike Vick electrifying that 2010 season was incredible From yeah. coming out of prison to doing that. I mean, phenomenal. I, I, I think if he didn't go to prison, I, I think he would probably, we would see him probably as MVP.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh I mean, obviously had those good years in Atlanta, but he was equally as good in Philadelphia there for a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, Shady McCoy.
1: Cuts. Man, that that guy could just jump cut someone. It was like what we thought Reggie Bush would be in the NFL.
0: Yeah, he he had that weird way of carrying the ball where he just like hold it with one hand too.
1: It was way outside his body too. Like fumbles could easily happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Zach Ertz,
1: just possession tight end, route runner, great guy, great you know tight end that you look for, NFL. Every NFL team looks for, uh, mm-hmm. which the Colts would have looked for something like that.
0: Yeah. He's still productive with, uh, Arizona this year too, after he was traded. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Macklin.
1: <sighs> I punt return, kick returner, punt returner. And, and all I'm thinking about is that, uh, kickoff. He took it back against Illinois for some reason. That's the, oh, that's the, yeah. that's what stands out in my mind of him.
0: Yeah. He was, he was real good at Missouri.
1: Yes, Real he good. was. Him,
0: him and uh, Blaine Gabbert, that was kind of the duo there. Yep. Uh, Mark Sanchez. Butt fumble. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing you can think of. Yeah. Uh, that's about the only thing he was good for, too. I mean, he, I guess he led the Jets to uh, AFC title game twice, once or twice. Yeah,
1: twice. It was twice. I, I think um, that's more defense, though, of the yeah. Jets team. Yeah, that was, that's
0: Ryan's defense. Uh, Deshaun Jackson.
1: Um, miracle in the metal owns part two.
0: Yep, that's that. Yeah, that's when I think of Deshaun Jackson as a Philadelphia Eagle. That's the exact play I think of. They, I can't believe they kicked to him. Just kick it out of bounds.
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Don't. I don't know why they did. He, Tom uh, Riley's poor decision.
0: Yeah, Riley Cooper.
1: No comment. <laughs>
0: Kind of baiting you into that one, um, Carson Wentz, oh,
1: prima donna. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think maybe I'll, I'll use quote Pat McAfee's broken man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was going to win MVP that year too before he blew out his knee, and really hasn't been the same since. He had a no. good year stat wise this year with the Colts, but man. Did he struggle when they needed him to be good against the Raiders and Jacksonville at the end of the year? Uh, I'll, I'll rant bad. about
1: this for a little bit. He thinks he think I believe he thinks he can be his idol, Brett Favre and make those yeah. plays that Favre did, but he can't.
0: No, he, no one can. I mean, that's why he was Brett Favre. Uh, right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a good comparison. Cause they kind of look similar out there. Um, Ke- Kevin Cobb.
1: Draft day jersey by.
0: <laughs> I'll never forget you. A little throwback into school. there. Yeah, I'll never forget <laughs> you walking into school wearing that jersey. Um, and then one for fun here, Colt Brennan.
1: Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> that you
0: loved him at Hawaii.
1: He did him in that June Jones offense. That that air raid yeah. was. Phenomenal, and they go to the uh, BCS. Uh, I think they went to the Sugar Bowl and they got blown out. If yeah, I recall right, to... but...
0: I don't remember who they lost to. Was it? Um... I... Yeah, they got killed.
1: I I want to say it was Florida, but I, I can't. It seems right. I um... I want to say it had to be Florida. I, I don't think it was South Carolina. I know it wasn't no. Georgia. It was one of the SEC teams.
0: Um, what was this? The Sugar Bowl 2007. They went 12 and one. They're pretty good. Yep. They lost to, who did they lose to? Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. They lost to, it was Georgia.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was Georgia.
0: Marcus Howard was the MVP of that game for Georgia. Yeah, 41 to 10. It was a whooping. Oh, wow. Um, I'm trying to see Colt Brennan threw no touchdowns and three interceptions and got benched. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
1: it was yeah, a horrible he, game.
0: <clears throat> he faced Matt Stafford. It's interesting.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: Matt yeah, Stafford. Been... No, no Sean Moreno was Georgia's running back. Him and Thomas Brown. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, pretty good Georgia team there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Word Association is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. I do not have the reads up here, so I apologize. But Word Association segment brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Before we get into college basketball, do you want to get educated today?
1: Yeah, educate me, J-Man. On this day in
0: 1887, the Cubs sold Mike King Kelly to Boston for a record $10,000.
1: That's a ton of money. Yeah, back in 87.
0: Yeah, 1887.
1: 1887.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a a lot of money. Mike King Kelly, never heard of him, though. On this day in, let's see, a lot of Winter Olympics. The second ever Daytona 500 was uh, ran. Ran? Is that the word? Yeah. In 1960, Junior Johnson survived a 37-car crash on Turn 4. To win, uh, driving a John Masoni owned Chevrolet.
1: Mm, that's when they actually did race stock cars. <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah, and that was that was probably on sand or dirt, probably at that time as well. Oh,
0: I bet 1960. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, on this day in 1966, Wilt Chamberlain broke the NBA career scoring record at twenty thousand points twenty thousand
1: eight hundred eighty four points. And LeBron um, just passed Kareem this week on the yeah. playoff and regular season on combined all
0: time list. yeah overall um and what's what's the record at now is it 35ish
1: I thought it was it was close to 35 I think it's right under it 34 yeah. something I'd have to look it up
0: and it's it's still Kareem right for the regular season anyway
1: yeah lebron has to average <laughs> i think over 20 points next season to break it oh yeah he'll, he'll break he, it he's going to do it
0: who won the 1971 Daytona 500?
1: Richard Teddy? You got it.
0: You're a lot better than Tanner at this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, he won in 71 wow. on this day in, oh, man. um, 1988, who won the Daytona 500?
1: I'm between two, but I'm going to say the intimidator, Dale Earnhardt.
0: Incorrect. Bobby Allison beat his son Davey oh. to the finish line. Um,
1: okay. Was,
0: <clears throat> this one was remembered for Richie Richard Petty's rollover crash in the tri-oval on lap 106. He rolled over 8 times and he walked away unhurt. Wow. Yeah.
1: Especially when yeah. they didn't have safety features back then.
0: Yeah, especially back then. Who won the 1993 Daytona 500?
1: That had to be Dale. It was a Dale, but it was Dale Jarrett. Jarrett.
0: Oh. He beat uh, Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Bodine.
1: Yeah, that was a, I I do remember seeing highlights. I mean, Dale down the back stretch took that one. So Mm -hmm. Jarrett, that is, instead of Intimidator.
0: Who won in 99?
1: (sighs) I want to say Michael Waltrip, but that's not right in my head. Uh, we'll go Mark Martin.
0: Pittsburgh, Indiana's own Jeff Gordon. Oh. Well, he beat Did... uh, Bill Elliott. No. Nope, doesn't say who he beat.
1: Okay. Michael Waltrip must have been the year after. Mm.
0: On this day in 2010, who won the Daytona 500?
1: <clears throat> Ryan Newman?
0: Jamie McMurray.
1: Man. Well. Everything's blurring together for that those years.
0: 2019 on this day, Oklahoma City guard Russell Westbrook um, has a triple double. He had 44 points, 14 rebounds, and 11 assists in an NBA record 11th consecutive game. Wow! Yeah, that was pretty uh, crazy. Uh,
1: honestly, he needs to be in a team by himself. He he can't play with he, the Lakers.
0: Yeah, he's he's not a guy who's gonna take a backseat to LeBron or Anthony Davis. No. Nope. Um, and he's not nearly the type of player he was now than he was even two or three years ago. Uh, he's Correct. not as athletic. He doesn't shoot the ball well. He turns it over four or five times a game. Um, yep. He, he was a – I think most people thought he was a terrible fit to begin with in L.A., and it's proven them correctly.
1: Yep. Um, Washington fleeced them in that trade getting Kuzma, in my yeah, opinion. So, yeah. I. I uh, kudos to the Wizards.
0: Last one here. Who won last year's Daytona 500?
1: Austin Dillon,
0: Michael McDowell.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Austin Dillon! Austin Dillon must have won it two two years ago. Then I,
0: I on this day, we have a new sponsor, I believe. On this day, um, is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Thaddeus Mooney making some cool yeah. wood stuff. Tanner has some in his basement of yeah. the Tanner J Man Show. Right uh, on the front, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. So go uh, check out Mooney Woodcrafts. Um, you want to talk some uh, college hoops?
1: Yeah, we can talk some hoops. Um, you want to start with the probably the big game of the week on t- last Tuesday night?
0: Big game of the week. Yes. Top two teams in the Big Ten. Um, Illinois traveled to Purdue, a raucous Mackey Arena, which Mackey Arena is real difficult to win there. in regardless. But when it's at that decibel level, I don't think any team goes in there and wins.
1: Um, uh, I would say no. Yeah, but. El- Illinois
0: played really well, or well enough in the first half, I should say. Uh, I think they were up two at halftime, but then um, Purdue's offense just, they could not stop them in the second half. I mean, Jaden Ivey got whatever he wanted. Um, Illinois could not hit the broad side of a barn either from the floor, and um, Purdue ends up winning by, I think, 17, 16 or seventeen?
1: Yeah, it was it's seventeen. So because they were trying to push the margin to twenty. Uh, yeah, Kurt Bell took the you know put Illinois up going coast to coast right before the half ended and getting that lay in. Uh, Illinois played a heck of a half. I I think the the turning point of that game was when uh Frazier bumped knees with Ivy, uh on that play and and Frazier had to come out for a little bit. I mean,
0: yeah, I think they were already down ten at that point, but that pretty much. Ended all hope of them coming back um because i mean fraser's one of the best defenders in the country on ball defenders uh and he still i mean jade and ivy still got whatever he wanted uh it was a fantastic game plan from painter in the second half um and that's as bad of a matchup for illinois as there is in the country right now i mean they have the two huge big guys Kofi's so used to Playing against smaller guys, where you can just dominate, but when you have seven foot four Zach Eady there, it makes things significantly more difficult.
1: It, it does, and and um, Kofi was in foul trouble the first half, so you know yeah. you couldn't be aggressive. And Plummer just hitting those shots in in the first half was was keeping Illinois in this in in the game. Um, but when Eric Hunter came out and made those those shots in the second half, and, and Co, you know Eady was was playing Kofi tough. So you couldn't feed the post. I mean, you're you're mm-hmm. taking outside jumpers at that point, besides Kirkillo yeah, getting to the basket.
0: And Illinois had a lot of really wide open looks too, and they just couldn't knock them down. Which so that that happens. Uh, it happened for him yesterday in uh, or against Northwestern in the second half.
1: Yeah, um, it, it it did. But I mean, those are two different you know opponents. Illinois was facing. And, yeah, you oh, know.
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I hate hate hate. Sunday afternoon tip-offs before the Super Bowl. Um, Purdue got away with one against Maryland at home, and the crowd just seemed dead. Um, Illinois found themselves in a one-point game with four minutes left against Northwestern yesterday at home, and the crowd just seemed dead. There's something about those tip-offs right before the Super Bowl um, that the crowd just does not seem into it for whatever reason. Both teams were lucky to get a win um, and keep pace with each other, but – yeah, I don't want them to uh, have to tip off before a Super Bowl ever again.
1: Uh, I would have to agree. I, I think the crowd, you know, has other plans. Everyone has other plans, you know, what they're doing that night. Um, it, it, it's kind of, you know, TV trying to fill that gap, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, wish they probably would have put someone else um, because I, I thought I was going to have to sit here and talk about one of this being one of the most miserable high-low weeks of Purdue basketball history. And beating Illinois on Tuesday night, but then going and getting destroyed by Michigan, which I figured probably would happen. Thanks, Kevin Warren, for scheduling that game right after the Illinois game. Uh, that was supposed to be contested back on January 11th. Uh, and then having to go play this Maryland team, which has beaten Illinois. They've beaten, I think they beat beaten Michigan. Yeah, they beat Michigan State, too. So... I mean, it was just a brutal stretch for Purdue, but yesterday they barely pulled it out. I know you and I were texting back and forth. You had no – you thought they were going to win, but that that time, there was no way.
0: Yeah, and um, there's a crazy play right at the end. I didn't see it. I heard about it uh, where somehow Maryland got the ball back because there was a tie or a clock issue. And because of the clock issue, Purdue wasn't allowed to run the baseline, which is preposterous. It's just preposterous, especially – because um, Maryland made two free throws, they should be allowed to run the baseline regardless of clock issue. Um, so clearly, I mean, Purdue obviously didn't know the rule. And in my nope. opinion, I think an official needs to tell them you cannot run the baseline there, because it's such a weird rule. Like, who's supposed to know that?
1: Right, absolutely. I mean, Painter was livid. I he mean, should be. He, he should have been. And, I, you know, hopefully that goes against the refs come tournament time, because we do not want to see that in March Madness. As right. a fan, regardless of who's playing, we don't want to see that be the deciding outcome of a game, especially with now sports betting being so yeah. uh, heavy in America now and being legalized in so many states. You don't want that to be the outcome of a game.
0: Yeah. It's such a, there's every sport, there's this really weird rule that you see once every like 10 years. And that was one of them. Um, and it about cost Purdue the game. I mean, Maryland had a shot it, down one with six seconds left and they end up <clears throat> getting blocked at the rim. Travion or it's Travion yeah. Williams or uh, Mason. Gill's yeah, Travion went stri-
1: yeah. Travion went straight up, got it. And, um, and Mason died on the deck and that was ball game. Right. Um, yeah. You know, a- after this week, I know uh, Tanner and you talked about last week, you take two and one. And I know you you were hoping, you know, two and oh for the line. eye, I, but I, I think you got to be pumped where the line eye stand, you know,
0: Half absolutely. game up on Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with Wisconsin losing at home to Rutgers on Saturday, that helps out quite a bit as well because uh, they were right yeah. there.
1: Absolutely. I, I want to say this. Rutgers had the best week of all the Big Ten teams. Taking oh, down Ohio State at, mm-hmm. at, at home, Geo Baker had a heck of a game that Wednesday night, and then going on mm-hmm. the road, <clears throat> beating that Wisconsin team. my opinion, mm-hmm. they're a lock for the NCAA tournament. Rutgers? Yep. No, oh, not not
0: not a lock. Uh, they're I, I they're
1: think they're a lot.
0: They're trending uh, I, up to bubble team. They're they're not even in the conversation yet as far as getting in. Uh, so now they, they have a they have a big one on Wednesday against the Illini. But I will say Rutgers does have wins. Their last three wins have come against Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home, and at Wisconsin. So they're they're trending in the right direction, but they have some truly horrendous losses on their resume that's keeping them out right now.
1: They do, but they also have a win against Purdue,
0: and they do have a win against Purdue. So they have some good wins, um, but their bad losses kind of offset. I mean, they have a loss to Northwestern, they have a loss to, um, they have a loss to who else? They lost to that's Lafayette a- earlier in the year at home. They have a. Bad neutral court loss to a bad team. Um, I mean, they they have work to do. I wouldn't surprise me if they get in, but they gotta they gotta keep winning. Um, I yeah. don't know who they play this weekend.
1: Uh, this week, so you do you want to go into this week's matchups? I have them up. Um, so they they play I mean, Illinois this week.
0: Yes, and, and so then they have, uh, they have Purdue on the road. So yep, they, have they, an, have- they have an opportunity.
1: I mean, they have an opportunity to by their resume if they get one. If they split this this week, I think they're in because I saw a last four projection of Michigan being last one of the last four in.
0: Yeah, which yeah, the the metrics like Michigan a lot more than they like Rutgers. I think Rutgers' net rating is still in the 80s, which there has never been an at large team make the NCAA tournament uh, outside of I think the 50s. I want to say so they have a lot of work to do, but. I mean, the Big Ten offers plenty of opportunity with, the obviously, the rest of the regular season, but then the Big Ten tournament. Right. Um, going uh, into this week, though, uh, tomorrow night we have Michigan State at Penn State.
1: I, I think tomorrow, you know, I think Michigan State's going to go in there, Penn State. I don't think Penn State's, you know, Micah Shrewsbury is going to make that program very reputable in the coming years. But I, I think Michigan State gets it done. I think Malik Hall, this game yesterday, uh, Saturday against IU was – was phenomenal
0: michigan state needs this one um they had a home loss to wisconsin this week and then i checked the iu michigan state score and it was like i think iu was up one with like 12 minutes left and then i checked again like 20 minutes later and IU used mm-hmm. down 17 or something like that yep. um michigan state's kind of been kind of been sliding here recently i think they go into penn state and get it done but um michigan state has not had good point guard play. They have, they've been turning over so much. Wouldn't surprise me if Penn State gets them, but uh feels like Penn State's kind of phoning it in at this point. But then again, we said that about Maryland too, and they about knocked yep. off Purdue yesterday. So
1: Yep. yep. Um,
0: tomorrow night as well, Minnesota at Ohio State.
1: I, I think it's Ohio State. I think Yeah, that's just too much for this Minnesota team.
0: Yeah, Minnesota got whooped uh, on the road at Nebraska last week. Um, They did follow it up with a win yesterday against Penn State, I believe, or Saturday against Penn State. Saturday, yeah. But yeah, give give me Ohio State. In my opinion, Ohio State's the third best team in the Big Ten right now.
1: Yeah, I Um, would have to agree.
0: Wisconsin at Indiana.
1: Wisconsin, I I I think this IU team's cooked. Indiana last week
0: was up 22 in the second half at Wisconsin earlier in the year and found a way to lose. Um, Indiana coming off three straight losses. Um, yep. Illinois, then they lost. They were without five players. Five players um, against Northwestern. At Northwestern. And then um, getting blown out by Michigan State. I think IU, this is almost a must win for Indiana, in my opinion. Um, they yep. have to get this one and. For whatever reason, I think they do. I don't know if it's just the assembly hall factor. Johnny Davis has not played that well recently. He was pretty good at Michigan State, but he has not been good for the last five games. Um, Wisconsin does not have a single player that can guard Trace Jackson Davis. Um, Give me Indiana and a real close one. Okay. Um, Illinois at Rutgers. Uh,
1: This is, I think, one of the better matchups this week. I, I I think Illinois is probably too much for Rutgers, but I the rack is a hard place to play at or Jersey Mike's
0: Mark yeah. Center. Uh, Rutgers plays real well at Jersey Mike's Arena, um, really well. I mean, as it's been, I mean, they beat Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, that's why I think Rutgers does win this one. Illinois has had a hard time with Ron Harper Jr. in his career. He did nothing in Champaign back in December when Illinois beat him by thirty-five. Be a much different game. Rutgers is a much better team right now. And for whatever reason, I think Rutgers wins this one. Um, okay. Yeah, Illinois has not won in Rutgers since Brad Underwood's first year there. Wow. Yeah, they got beat last year, I remember. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a house of horrors. And, and one of those games is when Io had that knee injury two years ago where they thought he might be out a long time and he yep. ended up not being, but he missed that one then last year they just didn't play very well. Uh Purdue at Northwestern.
1: Um Purdue. I mean that that one's going to be I think a large win. I mean there's not this Northwestern team's not like no, Northwestern teams in the past, but give me Purdue.
0: This Northwestern team's better than they've been probably. This might be their best team since they went to the NCAA tournament. Certain, they've been yeah. so. They've been so bad, but uh, they're they're a scrappy bunch, and they're they're not nearly as bad as the record. I mean, every single game they've been in that they've lost has been by single digits. I think Purdue wins pretty handily, uh, especially after getting that yep. scare against Maryland on Sunday. So give me Purdue.
1: Yep. Uh, Min- so, Minnesota at Penn State. Um, you know it's a close game this past weekend. I'm going to say Penn State this this week.
0: Yeah, give me Penn State. Uh, Minnesota's not very good. I mean, they started. I mean, they were nine and zero in the non conference, and now they're three and ten in the Big Ten. Um, I think Ben Johnson's yep. going to do a pretty good job there. They just need better players at this point. Yep, um, absolutely agree. Yeah. Give me uh a... that is a it's, three... A,
1: four... it's yeah, a three
0: yeah that's a three o'clock Central Time game. That's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah it is. It's a weird start time. <laughs> that's strange um,
0: for a Thursday
1: because the the marquee game that that night is actually Michigan at Iowa.
0: Michigan at Iowa. Who you
1: got? Um Fran back. Who? From Coven, Fran McCaffrey. He was out.
0: Uh, I don't know. They killed Nebraska yesterday.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know if he was he was back. I assume he'd be back
0: because he missed their game early in the week too last week. Right.
1: Give me Michigan. I I I mean (sighs) I I think Hunter Dickinson's just too much. Yeah,
0: and yeah, Philip Rocca or whatever his name is for Iowa. Um, it's a real tough matchup for him facing Dickinson. And He struggled. I mean, Kofi dominated, dominated him. Edie dominated him. Travion Williams dominated him. Um, yep. He's really struggled. So I think, yeah, I think for whatever reason, I feel like Michigan gets it done on the road. Um, Friday night, Maryland at Nebraska.
1: Maryland big.
0: Nebraska's bad. Yeah, um, Mar- Maryland's bad as well. <laughs> Nebraska did just finally get a Big Ten win. It's not going well for Fred and Hoiberg well, there. I, um, I, give me Maryland and a close one on the road.
1: Yeah. I I want to say it's big. <laughs> Fred Hoyberg might be gone after this season.
0: Yeah, he he tried to do the exact same thing he did at Iowa State, and I talked about this last week on the show. He, he tried to turn Nebraska into transfer U, but now every team is transfer U, so yep. it's completely leveled the playing field, and he can't get that edge up now. Um, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning, at least in central time zone, we have Illinois at Michigan State.
1: Give me Illinois. I, I think this this is a big game, and I think they want to win a regular season title. This is, you got to win this mm-hmm.
0: game. Got to win in Rutgers, too. This will be the J-Man's Book at Prediction of the Week. I think Illinois splits this week. Um, I think they lose to Rutgers, but follow it up and win in Michigan State. Um, there are only two places in the Big Ten that Brad Underwood has not won at. And that is Maryland and Michigan State. And I just I think they get it done this year. Um, hope so anyway. Uh, J Man's book, Reduction of the Week, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau insurance agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp and farm insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is Travis watchering at INFB.com.
1: Wanna hammer through these last four games? Yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, I wanna Ohio state later that day on Saturday. Uh, give me Ohio state. Yep. I, I got to say Ohio state. I think EJ Liddell is going to uh, have a big game that on Saturday, Northwestern at Minnesota. Uh,
0: give me Northwestern. I am not a believer in this Minnesota team anymore. No, nah, I never uh, really was, but.
1: Yep. I, I have to agree. Give me, give me Northwestern. Minnesota's I think packed it up for the year. Uh, Michigan, Sunday, we got two games, two Michigan games. at Wisconsin. Uh, Be a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's on CBS. Um, I'm going to go Michigan. I think they go 2-0 this week. It would
0: be a huge week I, for them to do that. Um, I just
1: think Johnny, I don't think
0: Michigan's guard plays good enough. Uh, give me Wisconsin.
1: Okay. Uh, last game of the day, week, Rutgers at Purdue.
0: You're at Purdue. No one's winning yep. in Mackey the rest of the year.
1: I, I think that game in December sticks, stings a little. I think they want to you know get revenge. Yeah. I think Purdue wins at least by double digits on that game.
0: Yep. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, handcraft beer. No. Let, let me bring up the read real <laughs> quick. I tried to do it off the top of my head and it, it didn't go very well. Um let's see if I have the read here. I'm sure I have it. Um let's see. Maybe I don't have it. You know what? I don't think I have it. I, I should I
1: think you're going for a, a handcrafted burger. Or a a handcraft
0: burger, hand hand toss pizza, cocktail,
1: so. uh,
0: craft beer or handcraft cocktail. The damn landing damn. is the place to be uh, located at on Ewing Road in Ewing Rochester. Road. <laughs> uh, this is a mess. Uh, but yes, the episode of the Tan and J-Man show is brought to you by the damn landing. Um, go out in their beer gardens. Hopefully gonna get warmer here within the next yep. few weeks to a month. Right. Um, go drink some beer, eat some real good food, have really good barbecue, tacos, burgers, pizza—all all you could want there. So yep. hit up, hit up the dam. I know so, you said you wanted to talk a little baseball.
1: Yeah, I, I think I—I I know uh, you're getting excited about the season. Pitchers and catchers oh. should have been reporting today, but well, I should be. Here we are in a lockout. Season.
0: Yep, and again. The owners are the ones that have locked the players out. I mean, the yeah. owners could lift the lockout and say, you guys need to play, but they refuse to do that because they are the greediest money hungry people in the world. Correct. And this pissant uh, piss commissioner we have here, uh, yeah. with Major League Correct. Baseball and Rob Manfred does not help matters at all. Throwing the players under the bus.
1: Correct. And, and I, I just... I know the owners gave a proposal on Saturday to the players Mm -hmm. association. It was turned down automatically. Um, There's some big sticking points. I I know you've read it, read about it. And and I think just the viewers, I think the minimum uh, salary tiered system um, I know is a big sticking point right there. And being able to renegotiate those contracts, especially when, you you know, if you're a player, you want to leverage that when you have, you know, great, first second years i i think of Mm -hmm. you know chris bryant off top of my head during that time yep um man there's some others i just can't remember off the top of my head chris bryant's the one sticks just because Mm -hmm. this area um so if you're a player yeah you you don't you want to be able to leverage you know out of that seven you know six hundred thousand dollar contract into a minimum of 725 uh which you know when you look at other professional sports that's a that's a very small salary compared to mm-hmm. other major sports. Um, yeah, and
0: I, I know they've proposed to um, raise the minimum wage. I think the minimum, what was it? Was it five seventy-five, and they want to raise it to six ten or something like yes. that? Yep. Um, which I mean, that's a. I mean, that's thirty-five thousand dollars. So that's a decent bump uh but at the same time the owners are still manipulating or the teams are still manipulating service time which that's a major issue yep um which i mean the chris bryant going back to chris bryant holding them down for those eight games to get an extra year of control um major league baseball is not a players league and it should be i think every single sport should be a players league the nba is by far a players league
1: uh, yeah, the nfl
0: man. is more so than major league baseball now but um yeah I-
1: well, well, with that, I mean, we're, we're talking about service times, um, you know, they've, uh, they want to decentralize those service time manipulations that way, you know, it's more in the player's controls, uh, and then those players can cash in, uh, on those like Chris Bryant on those big seasons, mm-hmm. uh, that way they're not, you know, held hostage pretty much by just making money outside of it and actually making money on the field of play. Right. Um, so the other thing I saw was, uh, what was it? It was about draft picks. Did you see that in regards yes, to them getting incentivized? Um,
0: yes, because they, for losing free agents, you get a compensatory pick. Um, and they're they're trying to eliminate taking, tanking. And there have been some really good ideas that Major League Baseball just doesn't even listen to. Um, and I, I think tanking's an issue in every single sport. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers did it for years. Trust the process mm-hmm. and that process is not working. Um, I mean, the allegations against Steven Ross offering Brian Flores, a hundred grand yep. for each loss. Um, and then what the Cubs and Astros did back in the early 2010s. Um, it's a major issue and I don't know how they fix it. Um, I I like the idea of the team that finishes first right outside of the playoffs. The best team to not make the playoffs gets the number one overall pick. I I like that idea because, um, I, I mean, it gives teams an incentive to go out and spend, and um, teams just have refused to spend the past four or five offseasons. Contracts are down, even though inflation has gone yep. way up. Cost of living has gone way up. Um, it's pathetic, and Major League Baseball is the only professional sports league that does it.
1: Yep, and I I you you bring up a point, and here's the other point I, I couldn't believe was the minor league players that they bring into training camp, they did not want to pay them. Instead yep. it, they deemed it as a life experience. Yeah. Was which like, is
0: yeah, preposterous. That's it's just preposterous. I, um they they already pay them less than minimum wage anyway. I think the average minor leaguer makes twenty five thousand dollars a year. And the yep. owners and Rob Manfred say, well, it's, a, it's an apprenticeship. Well, you're not paying them a living wage, yet they're taking out nine months of their year. How do you expect them to live on that?
1: Right. Honestly, there's bigger, there's smaller companies that pay interns right out of college yeah. or yeah. even journeymen out of trade schools
0: mm-hmm.
1: a rate. You can't not give these players, right? You can't not pay them. You need to pay them.
0: Mm-hmm. This is a
1: mess. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, I,
0: I, they're they're gonna I mean, spring training, they haven't officially announced it, but it's it's going to be pushed back. Um, I think they'll miss at least half of April as far as regular season goes. Um, and Rob Manfred keeps saying, um, if we lose games, it's it's just a terrible thing. This is that would be an absolute disaster if we lose game. Well, he doesn't do anything to help matters. Nope. Uh, he's, he blames everything on the players. Well, the phones work both ways. Well, the owners went quiet for 40 straight days. Didn't do a yep. single thing. Yeah,
1: and Did and nothing. they're off. I think, I think they're off by a hundred million dollars from what the owners are offering and, and what mm-hmm. the players are wanting yeah. and, and more power to the players. You know, I, you have these teams, I, large market team and angels, not Anaheim, Los Angeles, angels. Mm-hmm they're wasting away at one of the best generational talents we've ever seen in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and two, we hear, two of the best two, generational two, talents. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Shohei. Shohei. And, you know, I, I was talking to my, um, and I know our good buddy, um, it's a White Sox fan too. Um, you know, they're not marketing Tim Anderson, who, who I, I think is an exciting player. They don't market their players at all. And it, it yeah, it's right mind blowing. It is yeah, just absolutely mind blowing.
0: It's sad. And um, I mean, after the Super Bowl ends, I'm usually so like, okay, if we're heading to baseball season. There's no end in sight. Um, they said the uh, proposal the owners made was going to be like a huge turning point in it. And it was such small, incremental little things little they changed things. to yep. hope it moved the ball. And it didn't do it at all.
1: Nope. Um, no, so. I think we're going to, we're at risk of not only losing part of the season, but I think we're at risk of the long-term health of this sport yeah. and, and generations Absolutely. wanting it past yeah. ours. So hopefully they can come to a resolution, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to bode well for this team. Right.
0: We have one minute left here. So I'll get you birdie bogey real quick. Nikola Jokic recorded his 15th triple double Four other guys, um, have multiple seasons with 15 plus triple doubles. Can you name them?
1: Big O. Yep. Westbrook. Yep. I w- I want to say Michael did in one nope. of those years. Nope. Okay. He did not. Uh, Wilt.
0: Wilt did it. Yep, he did it twice.
1: Okay. Big O and Westbrook uh,
0: did it five times. This guy did it three times.
1: Okay. LeBron. Nope. Oh, man. No, Magic.
0: Magic Johnson did
1: it. Okay. That's
0: a lot better effort Tanner puts forth (laughs) usually. So, (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for watching the Tan and J-Man show. We will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.